0: Welcome back to the Point Nine podcast, everybody. Point nine is not only the seconds of time it took Damian Willard to bury the Houston Rockets with one of the greatest buzzer beaters in NBA history, but it's also the amount of seconds it took Cleveland Cavaliers management to regret taking Anthony Bennett, number one overall. Oh man. RIP, bro. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome everybody. We're so glad that you guys are joining us today. Um, As always, it's me, Brady, and I got my guys with me. I got Thomas. What's up? How you doing, dude? I'm so excited for this episode. It's going to be crazy. I am excited as well. It is going to be what the high school kids call a banger. Owen, (laughs) speaking of high school, you're still in high school. What's (laughs) up, Owen? All right. What's good, brother? Uh, Just so everybody knows, um, Owen is not in high school. He just graduated last <laughs> year.
1: <laughs> We're proud of him. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: All right. Well, Owen.
1: Gra- at
2: least I graduated,
1: okay? <laughs> Yeah, that's I was just about than... to say, Brady graduated with him <laughs> eight years
0: in, and he finally made <laughs> Hey, kumasum laude, bro. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <guess. laughs> okay. Well, guys, uh, Owen, you're the stat guy, aren't you? Uh,
2: yes. Yes, I oh, am.
0: Hit us with a stat, bro.
2: All right, I got you with one. Uh, you're familiar with this, man. I got one with Myers Leonard. Oh, so Myers god. Leonard, uh, <laughs> he has a, he had, quote, a uh, estimate net worth of $55 million. And if anybody here is a familiar um, watcher of streams and video games, uh, you know that this man got banned from Twitch. And his net worth went from $55 million to $1.5 Oh, my god.
0: <laughs> <dude. laughs> That's point. also that's also the uh yeah, I don't know what I was gonna say, ballers so are down. Point, point, I mean
1: point nine is probably what he has left in his bank account. True.
0: <laughs> oh, Myers Leonard. I have a certain segment the that I do called uh your trash and you might be part of it later <laughs> yeah. on. All right. Well, hey everybody, thanks for uh thanks for joining this episode. We are really, really excited. This episode is actually probably what our podcast was birthed off of this idea of super fans and learning about like why people love the league, why they love their team. You guys have heard why we really love Portland and we want to really explore the idea of interviewing other super fans of other franchises and learning about how they view the league and how they view, um, Even like the Blazers. So today, we're going to do our first installment of our segment called Around the Association. And we have a really special guest with us today. All the way from Cleveland, Ohio, we have our boy, Josiah Silva. Josiah, say what's up. Yo, what's up? I'm super excited to be
3: uh, on the podcast. I can't wait to talk about everything we're going to talk about. It's going to be
0: great. So, Josiah, just tell us... uh, Tell, tell all these people just a little bit about yourself. Who are you?
3: Well, uh, like you said, my name is Josiah Silva. I'm a <laughs> youth pastor in, Spoiler alert! Uh, my, I'm a youth pastor in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I really love basketball. Um, and it's
0: I love to talk about
3: it. So.
0: so let's do it. Well, we met this guy in college um, probably four years ago i would say that's crazy uh yeah that's it is crap. crazy we've, so, it, weird. so we've been uh he became a, a pretty cool guy to get to know um having a completely different perspective we're all three of us we're like west coasters he's over there was is cleveland considered the midwest we don't know anymore uh yeah. it's definitely the midwest
3: <laughs> yeah I want to call it the east coast literally like, you
0: guys are really just known for the cleveland indian success right Oh, for sure. There's a, <laughs> well, well, Josiah, tell us what it's like to be a sports fan in Cleveland. I know that Cleveland has a really rich history, um, and it's fans are super, super passionate about their sports. So tell us a little bit about what it's like growing up in Cleveland and being a sports fan in Cleveland.
3: Yeah, well, like you said, Cleveland is very, um, we're very diehard. We love our sports teams, um. But as you guys know, when you really love a sports team, it is filled with extreme letdowns. And our city has had a fair share of them. Uh, From the Indians, uh, World Series, like in the 90s, two straight ones where they just could not close it out. Um, My dad even told me that they were, he remembers them like on TV, like taking the trophy out um, because the Indians were supposed to win. And I think it was 1997. And then in the last the last bottom of the ninth inning, they like screwed it up and then they had to give it to the other team. It was just heartbreaking. They had so they to go oh, yeah. yeah, crazy. It literally, like, we, all we had to do is like throw one final pitch and like it went right over his glove. It was just heartbreaking. So, that's the Indians. They haven't won a World Series since 1948. It's been a really long time. Um, the Browns have, is we're really a football city. Cleveland's a football city, and the Browns have had just. Astronomical bad luck over the years from losing our franchise to continuing to draft trash quarterbacks um, <laughs> and just <clears> breaking our hearts <throat> every year. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: what was
2: that? Years. Huh? It was acknowledgement of the <laughs> terrible quarterbacks that have great. Yeah, you They're just great- randomly our-
0: cleared your throat without like saying a word.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man. I wasn't the only one.
0: Okay, well Brady but- Quinn wasn't the answer. Move on. No, he wasn't. Yeah, so like. Just from trade. And and
3: another thing we tend to do is just trade for these like players that are supposed to change our franchise. And then they just end up leaving and going to Los Angeles and being better. So,
0: you know, (laughs) speaking (laughs) of people who go to Los Angeles, tell us about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, the Cavs (laughs) are um, my favorite
3: team in Cleveland right now. Um, They're doing pretty good, but who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Well, that me,
1: let me just say that is the mark of a true super fan. Is <laughs> is that is that statement right there? Who knows?
0: Who Where knows? it's
1: like because people come up to you all the time and you're like, "How do you think Cleveland's going to do this year? How do you think Portland's going to do?" And you're like. Who knows? They could either get to the Western Conference or they could lose every single game and make me cry. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's That's uh, so it's actually super true. Yeah, because we could have the best regular season. We could, we could have MVP level players, but as soon as the playoffs go, it seems that the Portland drill yeah. places are never consistent. So yes, but uh, all right. So let's talk about the Cavs, man. So when did you, when did you really start paying attention to basketball and when did you really start like following the Cleveland Cavaliers? So I would say that
3: first, the first stint with LeBron in Cleveland from like 2003 to 2010, um, the Cavs were just the talk of the town. Like everyone was just hyped on them. So as a kid growing up, I remember, um, you know, everybody talking about the playoff games and I remember watching them in the living room. Um, I remember like the game winning shots and just all these amazing moments. But I just remember being heartbroken when LeBron left and I didn't really like fully like fall in love with basketball. until I'd say probably 2012, 13 season Um, Kyrie Irving was just drafted the year before Um, he was having a breakout year. And I just remember really sitting down. I remember there was one night specifically where I was like up really late and I was flipping through the channels and there was this one like Cavs game on like a replay of it. And I just started watching it. I wasn't really into basketball the whole ton, Like, I was just a casual. But then I started watching it. I saw Kyrie, the way he's dribbling, his handles, his shot, just how much fun it was to watch. And then from that moment on, I just really kept up with it. And, yeah, so I'd say probably 2012, I was, like,
0: 13 years old, and I really, like, fell in love with the game. I uh, Man, having a player like – like Kyrie on yeah. on your team and yeah. like really getting to watch like I mean Owen oh, you you always have like really great things to say about Kyrie you know what i mean <laughs> I think all jokes
2: aside i think Kyrie Irving is one of the one of the most crazy talented point guards to ever play the game like his skill is nuts and i like at that time for that franchise he was the perfect player 100% to, to really bring was. you guys back into like the time where social media was really taking over the like nice. if you were if you had a hype night, people were gonna hear about it. And yeah. Kyrie Irving had a lot of them. And he was really just kind of able to he was able to I mean he was a better player without LeBron than he was with LeBron. Like personally, because he was able to do everything because he was the guy on that team. He, passed, totally. he was passing scoring, he was driving the paint, he was finishing. He didn't really have anybody else except for you know, Dion Waiters and maybe Alonzo G, you know. <laughs> that, 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 G, that, thanks.
0: Dude. Jamario. Man. Dude, hey. Justin
3: Thompson. He was, hey. Oh,
2: Alonzo, Alonzo D- G was cracked at 2K, by the way. He Dion was the Waiters
1: first. was supposed to be the next Dwayne Wade, okay? True. True. Y'all are forgetting <laughs> about <laughs> DJ Miles, bro.
0: Yeah, for a reason, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Kyrie has has, I think, like a quality or like I would say a superpower that only a few NBA players have ever had. So like Michael Jordan had the superpower. I believe Damian Lillard has the superpower and it's, it's the power to literally not only like take somebody's ankles or Uh, Brandon Knight. Exactly. It's (laughs) to take somebody's soul and ruin their career. (laughs) Brandon Knight has had the worst career ever Uh. since. Kyrie crossed him in the rookie-sophomore game. I, w- I rewatched that today, and that, like,
1: hurt my heart. Like, he, like, completely disrespected that
2: poor guy, <laughs> Guys, like, still, four times. It still yeah. is not as bad as him getting dunked on by DeAndre Jordan. Exactly, oh, but yeah.
0: Kyrie Irving gave DeAndre Jordan the confidence to do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> DeAndre's like, like Don't all think oh, that kid's twice. weak.
2: Yeah, I don't think any, just... I not think anybody was had a lack of confidence against Brandon Knight. It's like those, <laughs> did it's those like when the you same year.
0: No, no, just... no! That was far down the the what sad, is... sad I, career I of Brandon not. Knight. I hope not. It bro, couldn't have been that long later. DeAndre bro. Jordan dunked on him like <laughs> like you're walking down the street with your homies yeah. and you see like. 10 year olds playing on a seven foot <laughs> hoop, and you're like, I got this. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, Man, he literally, crazy. like, it's that is the most disrespectful dunk I've ever seen. It's crazy. Absolutely horrendous. I'll
1: put it in top three. There's more disrespectful. I mean, Shaq and Chris Dudley and Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen and yeah, Patrick Ewan for sure are way better. 100%. But for sure, DeAndre Jordan made it happen. Scott. Anyway, well, let's speaking keep
0: Speaking of disrespect, LeBron James is your entire. <laughs> no, no, really, he's your entire. He's your entire team. He leaves yeah. to go to Miami. Like, yeah. tell us about that. Like, how did how did you, a Cavs fan, deal with the decision?
3: Well, I remember watching it in uh, my living room uh, and just with my whole family. Uh, my dad was there. My mom. Um, I don't think my sisters were there, but they didn't care anyway. I'm pretty sure my grandma was even there. We're just all waiting for him to just, you know, say he's going to come back to the Cavs because we couldn't imagine him anywhere else. And I was only 11. So I'm just like watching this. I have my LeBron Jersey on, um, and I'm just waiting. And then he says the infamous words, I'm, I'm ready to take my talents to South Beach. And instantly I was just, my heart just sunk. And, you know, I wanted to go rip my Jersey like everyone else and burn it. And my dad was like, I paid way too much money for that. And then he took my guy. It up in his closet. Yeah. I didn't see it again for five years. Um, but I'm happy that he uh, did not let me do that. In the moment. My guy
1: had vision. My
3: guy had vision. <laughs>
1: a lot of people are regretting that decision now. He prophesied <laughs> with his eyes wide open. <laughs> yeah, Dude. but uh,
3: but yeah. So that was that was heartbreaking. And then to just see, like, I mean, and I, we might talk more about it later. But like, the thing about Cleveland is, like, there's so many moments where, and like I said, where players go to other places and play better. And yeah, a lot of franchises have that. But when oh, trust me, we be, know. When it's someone who is from your hometown, <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole different, it's a whole different like feeling because when you're in a city that has struggled a lot, you have these like you know, you can get in your head about it. And then when your own player who knew exactly how you feel because they grew up in the same place, does okay. the same thing to you that other people who don't give a crap about you would do. it just it literally just stings. So I think there was a little bit more than just like oh, he made a decision in free agency. It was like, man, like, people's jobs are on the line. Like, the community's on the line. Like, it was, yeah. it was a big yeah. deal. It was a really big deal. So people, For sure. it took them a long time to recover from that. And it took them a, like, I mean, obviously you came back a couple years later, but it, even then it was still this, like, this, like, weird feeling of just, like, you just left and then you came back. And, yeah, you did a lot of great stuff and you got us a championship, but...
0: You're probably yeah, yeah, going to yeah. do it again, you know? Yeah, uh, y- yeah. I feel that. I mean, I know that we've had a lot of conversations, uh, you know, especially like when we were in college. Yeah. And you would always tell me about, you know, all these moments that you had. And you, you, you told me that, you know, all yeah. these great moments and all these heartbreaking moments, you know, you were always watching with your family in the living room. So I want you to yeah. take me there. Take me to that living room spot. And tell me about some of like the most heartbreaking moments you've had as a calf fan, and then and then tell us about some of the greatest moments that you felt as a Cavs fan.
1: Great question, Brady. Wow. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um,
0: yeah. So I
3: can imagine it. Uh, like the, our TV's in like the corner, and right by it's like our like the fireplace like mantle, and so I remember every single time we get down to like the fourth quarter, like a close game, like I can't sit down, so I have to like stand up and pace like by the fireplace. Totally. And, like. I just like put my hands on my like knees and I'm like just like watching the TV and I'm and just stressed knees. out.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like stressed out um, thinking about what's gonna happen next because that's the thing about basketball is it's a game of possessions. So totally. every single moment, every single possession, like a block in the first quarter can change the whole game. Yeah. Um, and so you're just watching, thinking about everything that led up to this moment. My most heartbreaking moment as a Cavs fan, um, probably has to be aside from like like the decision in like Miami, are you talking about like a game or just like in general? Yeah, yeah probably
0: yeah. anything that has to oh. do with a gentleman named Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was Yeah <laughs> true, true.
3: So I think probably the most heartbreaking moment was actually uh, game one of the twenty fifteen finals when we are going into a uh, it's an extremely close game. It's going down to the wire. And Kyrie does a little crossover. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't get up. And he's holding his knee. And um, you just know it's something bad. And then they confirm he's out for the rest of the game. And he is holding his knee and, like, limping off the court. And from that moment on, you just know, like, man, like, this sucks. And a couple a couple series earlier, Kevin Love gets his arm ripped out of his socket by Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> Practice <laughs> dude. Seriously. I, I'd say probably one of the most, like, damaging like first round sweeps ever. Like totally. Like you sweep a team, it's like, oh we're good, but like we lost like one of our gigantic, like huge pieces of our team. Part of
0: the big three. So that sucked. But and, yeah, and you when... did it by it happened by Kelly O'Linnick, bro. Like know, that, out of that, all people. If anybody accurate. if it had to be anybody, it had to be Luis Scholars look alike. Like thank you, you for saying thank that. you I mean, punch
3: you him right look. in his face. Just can't trust him. From that moment I you still can't I trust- didn't even <laughs> think
0: I didn't even pick him up on my fantasy team
3: when I really needed a player because I just <laughs> didn't want his,
0: any part of him anywhere near me. Can I just stop this whole conversation right here and ask you each one question? Who's the one player in fantasy that you will refuse to pick up even if they're having a monster year? So.
1: Well, I'll say this. I remember Brady and I were in the league. I think Owen was in it too. I'm not sure. But we made a rule – that no one could draft Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and this was like, this was like what, three or four years ago. So he was still, He was still killing it. I think, not I, this I
0: trash Laker versions. Yeah, we're getting.
1: but we like we said no. Like he just sat in the free agency the whole time. What? Literally. And anyone there was I don't remember who it was. Someone tried to pick him up. And it then was Brady our boy goes, Jacob Miller. It was Jacob. That's Miller. right. Force you, Force Brady Force goes. Fear. I will. I will delete you from yeah. this <laughs> league right now if you pick him up. That was hilarious. This is This was also right before like the okc shot happened too like oh that's before, right that's right it was it was before that
2: playoff series it was, was so awesome
1: crazy.
2: well
0: yeah, so West West you got sure. you got that that series that whole year yeah tell us about like a moment that you'll never forget as a Cavs fan and like something that just hyped you up so much
3: well i mean obviously like have to go to like the you know winning the championship i mean that was pretty amazing
2: Tell us about that, because we don't know what that's like.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We can't all be Indian fans. We don't don't know joy, so please. (laughs) Well, I mean, before 2016, I mean, we were in the same boat. I mean, you guys won a championship in like the 70s, obviously. But we're still here, though. We're still in the (laughs) boat. Yeah, but like, dude, just watching. Okay, so every heartbreak you ever have every single take, every heartbreaking shot or failed off season or stupid contract you which you guys know all about stupid contracts do we um, <laughs>
1: <Dude. or laughs> so start, do you my guy shout out to Aaron this unfair, still making
3: 20 million <laughs> yeah let's go every, every loss every heartbreak every uh failed coaching experiment or or trash draft pick like all of that is just in your mind and then when that final buzzard sounds and you know you are the last team standing in the entire NBA and you just won it all, it is the most ex- belated, ex- extreme ama- belated doesn't even make sense. That's how yeah. hard it is for me to describe. <laughs> 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 belated is not the right <laughs> word. Doesn't make well, sense. we also <laughs> are in English because we only E-lated. went to PBC. E-lated. So there we go. It's just the most amazing feeling to to have. I don't know. Like just that moment, I just remember I started crying and my dad couldn't believe it because his whole life he never saw any of his teams win anything like, yeah, that's true. Ever. Um, and so he finally got to see that happens the whole time. You're just like, how are we going to lose? How are we going to lose? Like we're literally like, we're up by four with like, I don't know, I think like four seconds left. And we're just like, how are we going to foul him? He's going to make a three. Like we're going to four point play. Like, how are we going to do this? And then just when Curry missed that shot and, <laughs> and the ball bounces off, and Mo Spates, like, goes to grab it, Desperation 3, but it doesn't even matter because we're up by 4. It just was the most – I felt like I was on the court with them, like, seeing them wow. start crying. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and honestly, like, when you watch, like – and I know I'm biased, but when you watch – like, when I've watched the other finals since then, um, it's just when when they win, it just doesn't seem like – homies aren't crying and, like, like on the floor like they're excited they're really happy and I, I may I might be wrong they probably did but I don't know like when I saw that it just meant like it felt like every single player on that team knew exactly how much that that meant to the yeah. city of Cleveland um, well outside of
0: just LeBron you know well I will say like there's been in in my lifetime there's been incredible finals but that 2000 it was 2016 correct yeah that 2016 finals, that, in my opinion, is the greatest finals I've ever watched. I mean, last uh, last year's with Giannis winning, um, that was a great finals to watch because it was finally like, oh, hey, the Warriors or LeBron's not in it. But mm-hmm. tell us, like, that's probably the most dramatic finals I've ever watched. Tell us about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about getting
3: – I think we got – I can't remember. I think the first game was close, but then we got blown out the next two. Um, no, no, the first the first two games one was close. We got blown out the second one, and then the third game we actually blew out the Warriors, which was crazy because it felt like we were back in it. And then game game four we got blown out, and at that point you're sitting down three one, and you're just like, you know, it's over. I have nothing left to hope for. My dreams are being crushed again. Um. And then to just game by game, like each game from that moment on was just like something insane was happening. Like from Kyrie and LeBron both scoring, I think it was like 42. Um, in yeah, they both arc. had 41. It was crazy. 41. 41. They both had 41 in that game. And it's just like felt like every single thing they were throwing up was like, like a haymaker to the Warriors, like every single time. <laughs> a butter uh, biscuit. Game a six. Bu- uh, <laughs> closing it out in cleveland and then going to game seven and just knowing wow like that like switch flipped really fast uh that whole series was just full of drama it was insane it was like high totally. and it was a crazy moment to witness when it was happening and just like even like in between the games because like i feel like finals games what like happen every like they have like two day breaks in between or something like that or is yeah it- something like that some yeah So, like, when you go to, like, church or when you're, like, talking to your friends, like, in between, like, just the amount of hype in between those games. Totally, totally. What's going to happen next? Like, what's going to happen next? Like, how is this going to play out? Like, are we really going to do this? Like, and to hear the different conversations after game one and game two and game three. And then, like, how depressed everyone was after game four and then (laughs) after game five. Like, just the different expressions people had was amazing. Yeah, Um, real quick. talking about it.
2: Real quick, talk to me about that because, like, I mean, you touched on it. Like, what are – this is kind of a weird question to ask, and if you can't answer it or, like, you know, in great detail, that's fine. But, like, what are those emotions like going in as a fan of your team and you are down 3-1 going on the road to play against the greatest regular season team in basketball ever? Like, what are – and you talk about having those conversations in between games and, you know – you know, you you tie you get it to two to one. You know, there's a little bit of hope because you guys just blew them out, and then you guys get blown out. What is that like? You say you know conversations at church. What's that church conversation like, so. What is what is that church conversation like? Like, what are those phone calls like with your friends? Like, talking about like, do you even want to watch the game? Like, do you even? Like, yeah. What is like what what is that like?
3: Well, you have, like, the old heads who are just, like, you know, giving up and just, ah, oh, it's over. This happens every time. Like, you know, just depressed. But they really want to see them win. But, like, they just can't bring themselves to be let down. That's um, probably
1: going to be me when I'm 70. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> and me, and Br- me and Brady with our kids. were like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're never going to win. And then you're <laughs> like, going to be like, like your, your dad. Activity. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So there's, there's those guys. And then there's, like, the younger – um. Like, there's the people who don't watch basketball who are just watching it during this time because it's all hyped up. And it's and because they're from Cleveland. And because, yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, like, the feelings that you have during that is just, like, you're hoping for a miracle, but it's very rare that you see one a lot yeah. of the time. Totally. Yeah. When you're hoping for a miracle and it comes through, like... I mean, obviously, when you're down 3-1, you're like, man, I hope we win the next three games in a row against the best team that hasn't lost three games all season. Yeah. Yeah, three games <laughs> in a row all season. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> like just to interject real quick, like, you're not just down 3-1. You're down 3-1 to the Steph Curry Warriors.
3: The yeah. unanimous MVP. Um, yeah. Best Steph regular Curry. season team of With all Clay time. With Klay Thompson just, you know, scoring, like, 60 points and, like, also in a it? deficit like that no one's ever won at before. Totally. It was like, and think about like now that I think about that, how even crazy, like how how just hopeless you really did feel because this team this team lost nine games the whole regular season, and we're That's gonna beat them three times in a about. row. Like yeah, we're gonna beat them three times in a row. That's insane. And yeah, and they the approach the Cavs had, which every team when they're down by that has to have, but it
0: actually worked we have to go let
3: all know the next three games like we just have oh. to win and win and win and then it's over but i just can't imagine for the actual players like how exhausted that must have been to like give it your all like i know when you're playing like a pickup game and like your series is tied <laughs> and everyone's just like <laughs> trying their hardest to like yeah. win this game but it means nothing at the end of the day yeah yeah, yeah yeah like i can't imagine knowing you have a whole city on your back and you have a whole fan base and a whole totally. legacy to try and uphold and you just gotta keep pushing it um
1: that's that's great. Let me ask you a real qu- uh, question too. A couple quick ones. One, I mean you you briefly you briefly mentioned your your homie Kelly Olenek. Um <laughs> Tell me some other tell me some other players just around the league that you just like you just can't stand. Like that's the beauty about super fans is like there you just pick pick and NM- choose. You just pick enemies for no reason. You're like they just had a really good game against you guys once. once and, you're like, and you're like that, guy, that sucks. guy sucks.
3: Yeah. Uh well, a couple years ago it was definitely Steph Curry. I mean you of guys course. know the exact same feeling of just no you could know, be up by twenty five points and just know like you feel like you're down by twenty five. Because you just know at any moment you're going to get hit with, like, a three-point barrage where you're just, like... Totally. It's raining threes, and you're just... Your whole world is crashing down around you. It's awful. It's an awful feeling. And they're, like, laughing at you as you're, like, crying. Totally. Uh, He's doing his little shimmy
0: stuff. Yeah.
3: Uh, Recently, though, the player that, like, I really can't stand, which I didn't realize how much I couldn't stand him until I watched him play in person, is James Harden.
1: Like, totally agree. This
3: dude... (laughs) couldn't agree more the way and like watching it in person the way he like tries to draw fouls on threes is so annoying that it's just like (laughs) it's not even like it's just stupid it's like this is ridiculous that the game is tied because he got two back-to-back um three-point like free throws and he sucks like honest like he okay (laughs) let me clarify james harden over the last like several years ago, had, like, the greatest stretch of scoring ever that we've ever seen. Like, one of the greatest in the modern era, at least, because Will used to have, like, crazy games. Yeah, yeah. But when when they kind of changed the rule and tweaked it a little bit, to go from averaging, like, 35 points a game to averaging 22 or, like, around there, like, way lower. And, oh, and you might actually know the stats. I don't. But.
0: He doesn't. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Keep going. But honestly, like, to just see, like, to see him like lower and scoring that much, it's like, bro, this man literally was all free throws. Yeah. Like, literally all free throws. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. He got better at just trying to draw the foul and making free throws. than he wasn't actually trying to score. And we saw that this season, he's like been exposed a little bit. That being said, I mean, he still gets assists and stuff like that, but yeah. yeah. Still okay. That... Yeah.
1: So, so James Harden, Steph Curry and Kelly Olenek. That's a great,
3: that's a great three. Um, Kelly Olympics more just about, yes. like the way he looks and how annoying he is versus yeah. like how he makes you feel when he's like playing like he's not taking over the game. But, totally. You know, honestly, no, I totally get honestly it. get as many minutes as you want, Kelly. You're not doing. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but how about
1: this, Josiah? Tell me like tell me your favorite like unsung Cavs players of like uh, of all time and even ones that you like you witnessed, like you watched play. Um, tell me, like, your favorite guys that aren't, you know, LeBron, Kyrie, and, you know, Kevin Love or whoever sure. else.
3: Yeah. Um, someone that I really like. I mean, he didn't make the, the biggest impact. Um, he was only on our team for a couple of years during those finals runs, but it was Channing Frye. Oh, um, I hey. just just so, love that guy, dude. Yeah. So, and Richard Jefferson as well. But the veteran presence they brought to that team – um, mm-hmm. was so like invaluable. Like the two the two big trades over those four years that like just impacted our team insanely was the New York trade, uh where we got Amon and J.R. Smith. Yeah. That just breathed life into that season. Totally. And then the uh the Channing Fry trade where we traded I think was where we traded Verijal and best move I, of your guys' franchise. Yeah, yeah. because Verizau wasn't doing anything. And Channing Fry came in and offered shooting at the, the four and the five, you know. different packages you put in there and he just stretched before so Channing Frye for sure and you know they bring a good presence there was like no drama they just helped yeah uh now if we're going all time let
1: me let me interject I love
3: Channing Frye I
1: actually met Channing Frye at a Toys R Us (laughs) that's random one rest in peace Toys R Us Mm -hmm. and like but Channing Frye when he was still playing with the Blazers he came in and, like, I don't even know what he was doing. Like, he was by himself. Like He
0: wasn't doing he much.
1: Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, he out. just More showed less. up to a Toys R Us just to hang. I don't know. But it was so cool. Like, he, like, autographed. He was a super nice guy. But I will never forget, like, meeting that dude at a, at a Toys R Us.
3: Dude, honest. That's that's awesome. That's so random, but I love it.
1: So tell me who, who else? Who else are, like, of all time and of, you know, of people that you witnessed?
3: Yeah, um, I'd say all time, uh, one of my my favorite player. I just got his jersey actually. Uh, is Mark Price? Nice. I like, Love it. Like the Cavs like he, you know, he's up there. He's top five Cavalier of all time, so it's not like super under the radar. He has r- numbers retired, but like, the isn't he Mister Cavalier? Who's Mister Cavalier? No, that's Austin Carr. Austin yes, Carr. Yeah, see, I don't yeah. know anything. That, I don't like he's them. Really old, and he didn't really do anything. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just a he's like a Cavs guy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, he was like he was the first first round pick that y'all yeah. ever chose. He was the number 1 overall pick in 1971 and yes, our sir first draft pick ever. But um Mark Price like the impact he had was amazing and honestly he's he's underrated like real basketball fans know, but like when I look back on like the way he played like I mean his jump shot was pure yeah, um, had he, a money jump was, shot. He, he was not selfish at all. He, no. He could even like um attack like the rim and he was pretty good at it. Pretty good at finishing and the way he led those teams, uh, I I realize now, like – and I knew this before those, like, different playoffs. And, like, from – I think it was from 88 to, like, 92. Literally every single year we ran into the Bulls and we lost. Every oh, yeah. single year. I didn't know it was every single year. I just knew that we, like, lost to them several times. But literally every single year. And Sometimes we were the favorites. Um, and we just game like – And I also thought we were always getting creamed by them because it would say in five and I forgot that the series weren't seven games. So like those were seven game series. Like they were tied up, like they were so close and, um, but yeah, Mark Price, Mark Price was a legend for sure.
1: I will say this. I mean, Mark Price was a second rounder. Y'all picked him up in the second round.
3: Yeah. He, he was
1: actually supposed to go to Dallas here. I actually read this. This was really fascinating. So, when they hired Wayne Embry from um, from Celtics fame, they hired w- Wayne Embry to be GM, and G- and he was actually like doing some stuff for both Cavs and Pacers. And so yeah. there was supposed to be all of it. The- so he was actually trying to get the Pacers to select Mark Price, but some lines got crossed, and they actually. Cavs also picked up Mark Price in some weird way. No, so you I guys, like, that. cleaned it up Not in the
3: 80s. But... No, <laughs> I it, remember that. I, I watched a YouTube video. Now that you, it, it sparked my memory, I just watched a YouTube video about that. Yeah. It, it was, like, a 20-minute long, like, Cavs, like, documentary. But it was – yeah, they talked about that. That is insane.
0: Yeah. Well, go Oops. ahead, Thomas. Go well, ahead.
1: who Who else, like, as far as, like, let's talk about players that you've witnessed?
3: Um – Trying to think of like someone that's not. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a. Lot... I mean, there's so many different players. Like Dion Waiters was someone that I really like when he was playing. I hate that
0: you say that. That makes <laughs> me upset. He did. There was a, there was I feel stud. like I feel like Dion Waiters is Raymond Felton's cousin. No, yeah, yeah. no. Yep. You got to actually
3: yep. go back and watch like him play that. first. Dion Taters. <laughs> he actually played good. He's someone. He's someone Dude. When- was not even close to living up to his potential.
0: Totally. Was it worth drafting him before Damian Lillard? No.
3: But <laughs> you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. I mean, was it worth drafting Greg Godin over Kevin Durant? I mean, all right, You shut. Game.
0: your mouth. You chose <laughs> Anthony Sorry, Bennett, bro. You chose <laughs> yeah. Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Imagine not that's... drafting
2: Victor <laughs> Uh I mean. Okay. Keep going.
0: God, God. Keep first rolling. of all. If you ever disrespect my <laughs> my podcast again, it'll be the last of you. <laughs> I mean,
3: I mean, Greg Holden was the best player. I mean,
2: he, was, yeah, he was
0: he raw, was raw, dude. He was he the was number one pick
2: that draft. He was the number one pick. He was the, the best, best player, player in the draft. I know. Yes.
0: All right. Well, anyway. let's let's move on. I think that we would be doing everyone a disservice if you didn't tell us about the championship parade. Oh, for sure. Man.
3: Um So, going into that, it's pretty funny because I remember, obviously, you're super excited to, like, go. I was a little nervous just because of how many people were going to be there, and for some context, Cleveland is a city that has, like, probably 300,000 people in, like, the metro area, so, like, the downtown area, so it's not that big. The surrounding area, it's a lot of people, but to have the... We ended up having 1.9 million people flooding the streets of Cleveland, which... Wow! Insane. Wow, if you think about like how many people you're used to seeing there when you go downtown, um, and then to just see streets flooded with people. I mean, the Cavs like we were all we're all stupid because we're all standing there in the middle of the road waiting for the parade to come, and like they can't come because we're all in the middle of the road. And so all of a sudden you see like like twenty different like horse policemen like
1: yeah just, like,
3: going through like telling people to move over so like the parade could continue. Um, and just like the sidewalks were packed. You couldn't find anywhere to use the bathroom. Um, but despite all of that, like we had, well, we also had to park like super far away from like downtown and had to walk in cause of just, in how of course. It was. but yeah. all that being said, even though it was extremely hot outside, um, it was muggy, there was so many people that one glimpse you had of seeing like, like Kyrie Irving or LeBron James on like the floats, like going by was so worth it. Um, uh, in the moment, I didn't I know how worth it it was <laughs> because yeah. I was like, "I'm never coming to one of these again." And then yeah. I realized I might never come to one of these again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, was, like, after, sure. I just kind of enjoyed the whole. Because I literally said that to my dad. I was like, "Man, I never. I'm, next time, I'm not coming to one of these." And he's like, "Be careful what you wish." Yeah. And my first
0: it seems like you put a pillow over your microphone, my friend. Yeah, dude, he ran away. <laughs> yeah,
3: up. yeah, I thought you. It's like laying on it. What uh what did I what did I miss? What did you guys miss?
0: Well we missed what you were saying because you decided to take it <laughs> <laughs> <No, but> I heard. <laughs> oh man. I,
3: you
1: I were ta- you, were ta- you were talking about uh your dad. How your dad told you that
3: you know be careful what you wish for. Him. Yeah, because it might never happen again.
1: For
2: I sure.
3: Took it back at that
0: moment. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so you guys win a championship. Honestly, that's like in my opinion, the Cavaliers have been on like the biggest roller coaster with in the NBA totally. in the last twenty so odd years, you know. Yeah. You you draft arguably arguably the greatest player of our, all time. You go to a finals, you lose, you know, then then the he leaves, then you come back. You guys go through I think how many straight finals did you did the Cavs go to? Five, four? They went to four four yeah um how many did lebron go to straight eight nine was it eight
2: or nine it was one of well uh nine if you count the bubble
3: well uh, you count the that bubble consecutive though because you know, he missed
0: he missed yeah he missed one with the Lakers. LA, he didn't make the playoffs oh, so he went to okay. eight straight like eight, that's crazy yeah. so yes. but it's insane you guys go You know, four straight finals. You go one and three, but you do bring the championship back home to Cleveland for the first time. Um, like ever for the Cavs, but the first championship in Cleveland in like how many years? Uh at the time it was
3: fifty two. Uh fifty two championship was nineteen sixty four, the Browns
0: uh stuck. And so they've never won anything. (laughs) That was the last one they won. (laughs) <laughs> um, by, the way, by the way, just throwing this out there, o- 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 Odell Beckham was not the guy. Um, he was not the guy? He was not the guy. Nah. It's, it's, now he's doing his thing for Owen's team, the Rams. Let's go! Yeah. Yeah. Any, Which anyway.
3: It's disgusting because the Rams weren't even. I, I don't even want to talk about let's it. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's this keep
0: going. Podcast. We've had, we've, we football with us. Anyways. Uh, you brought
2: it up. Guys,
0: we'll be right back after the break. Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, then LeBron makes his decision to leave again. Um, He's in LA. He wins. So for me, I'm a LeBron guy. I I wanted to see him win, except then he went to the Lakers. I hate them. Yeah. But um, now you guys, you know, you went through some bad years again. You guys, Colin Sexton, um, you get Derek Garland. You start. You guys start to put in like a lot of work in the offseason. season. And uh, talk to us about the Cavs now. Like, you guys are you still watching them? Are you still are you still die over there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't be a very good fan if I just quit on them altogether. I mean, yeah, we I know a lot of people, you, so we knew the <laughs> answer. <laughs> so to see from like to see because remember how I talked about like all the casual fans and like how hyped everyone was on the Cavs during those years. It is insane to see how many people cuz literally I'm even people who never watched like they were talking about it like that's all anyone was talking about during like that summer. Totally. And to see how many people like now like only a couple years later. I mean not even like obviously now it's like you know that was like 5 years ago, but even like when we drafted Tom Sexton like 2 years later um just how many people just dropped off and fell off and they don't even like think about the Cavs at all it's insane like how people just don't care anymore um but the Cavs are on the come up and a lot of people don't know that because they don't watch the Cavs and it's really sad because they're a really young team and they're very hungry and we have a lot of players that are are, they play great together and they have great chemistry um my brother-in-law had said this he said everyone in the NBA zigged and the Cavs zagged because you know, that's we, cool. we literally we signed, we traded for Jared Allen. Um, which huge. Who would? I mean, I knew I was really happy when we traded for him, but I did not know he was going to like end up like breaking out and be as good as he is. Yeah, he's blossomed and, for sure. Yeah. It's and then super cool to watch. we draft Evan Mowgli, which people were like, why are they doing this? Like they don't need another seven footer, which I didn't pick. understand because we didn't have a power forward except for Kevin Love. So I was like, this seems like a pretty good pick to me, but Everyone else was just do- dogging it because they wanted Jalen Green. I don't know why, but that's what they wanted.
0: Hey, Jalen um,
3: Jalen Green's a dog.
0: <laughs> no, but like we didn't need Jalen Green. No, you Cav- don't need him. That was that no. was the best pick for the Cavaliers was Mobley
2: because you have yeah you have Sexton and Garland and I love I love Darius
3: Garland personally. Yeah, I think Darius Garland. I think is he's so good. Amazing. Then we signed. Then we uh, we signed um Lori Markkinen, which a lot of people weren't happy about. Again, I just thought I'm like, look, he's a good player and he's still young, and so I was down for it.
1: And but, he has the same night. He has the same name as Owns mom.
0: It's true. <laughs> so, to he must, mom. So, he <laughs> so he must be my mom. Shout a out saint. to Lori. Shout out to my I, mom. Love he you. Must
3: be a saint. <laughs> yeah. So and then the last but not least, but uh, Darius Garland. I mean, Darius yeah. Garland is a dog, and I mean, CBG certified bucket getter. Yeah, and the way he runs the offense. I mean, his floater. He's <laughs> This dude, like, I feel like every single shot he hits is a floater, but it goes in every single time. So I'm not mad about dude, it. Dude,
0: Even his three pointer, like his, like when he shoots it, it I feel like it takes like a few seconds extra to get into the basket. Yeah, like he throws it, it super high to the rafters. Okay, so so Cavs are doing well. Um, like, what do you want to see from them? Obviously, you you guys want to return return to like you know, championship status, what do you think the Cavs need to do this year or within the next couple of years to elevate themselves? You know, I think the freeing thing about this team, which
3: I've never experienced because every time the Cavs have been good in my lifetime, LeBron has been leading it. Yeah. Which when you're a fan of a LeBron led team, it's kind of know what to expect um, mm. because all of them are pretty after, after his first run in Cleveland, his Miami teams, his Cleveland teams, his LA teams have been built the same. He has yeah. the control. He picks yeah. the players. It's a great point. Um, and they win or die by LeBron. Um, even if he doesn't realize it, uh, he's the reason why his teams end up becoming bad, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take, but that's. Call him,
2: right? out. No, Call him no, out. No, no, that, that's, that's no. That's, that's, that's very, that's a very <laughs> that's, good. That's point. right, Josiah. Uh, yeah, so
3: I feel, I feel so freed up knowing that this team has nothing to do with that man. Yeah, And that oh. if we make the playoffs, we made the playoffs. The Cavs made the playoffs. And it's not LeBron made the playoffs and LeBron's going. Mm. I'm sick of it. And honestly, everyone here, like, in the Bleacher Report, like, the Cavs, like, community page, like, literally everybody there is so sick of, like, LeBron won you guys a championship. You're nothing without LeBron. We are an, an NBA franchise. And we have a city full of fans that mm. love their team, And we love LeBron for what he did and he's the greatest player our franchise has ever had. And not even, it's not even close. I mean, Craig, even, the greatest whatever. player of like all time. <laughs> <one of those. laughs> and so when I look at like, when I look at that, I'm just so freed to know like this, this team does not have to win the finals. They don't have to go and, and beat whoever's in the finals. They can go to the playoffs, hopefully win a playoff series and start to erase the stigma of, we can't do anything without LeBron. Well, let I'm me right interject. I I actually love the way you put that, and I think, I think
1: there, you know, Cavs. If Cavs win, it's it's no longer the pressure of if LeBron can, if LeBron can live up to the hype because that's how yeah. that's how it's always yeah, been. No ex- can totally can LeBron do it? Can LeBron like in and, and yeah. with with your young core? Like it's it's you know. I feel like it's balanced between them all that it's like, you know, if, if they, if they win, they win together. If they lose, they lose together. And it's not like, you know, LeBron, the chosen one, it's, you know, I I, I think that's massively said. I totally agree. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think they're at
2: like, honestly, like a perfect place right now with how young their roster is. Like they have like a really young, talented roster players that can make plays, they can affect the game in like so many different aspects. And then like you also have people on the mm-hmm. bench like Ricky Rubio and Rondo who have like experience and that are able yeah. to kind of kind of help those guys Kevin Love too, obviously <laughs> he's on that list. And
3: their impact has been insane. Yeah, it's, it's been insane.
2: Been, like like R- Ricky's insane. getting buckets, mm-hmm. Rondo's good minutes off the bench, like yeah. you know, you guys still have uh Chedi Osman who, you know, is, he's been in the league for a while now and he's yeah, he's, he's a really good yeah, yeah got
0: Isaac a, Okoro's doing well.
2: But, like, th- you guys are so young and honestly already so talented. Like, if you if you guys just develop this roster, like, with Colin, Isaac, Evan, and Darius, and then, like, you can keep some guys like Jarrett and then maybe yeah. develop Laurie a little bit. Like, bro.
3: Dude, and you, can I say something else? It's that going to be lit. Also, this is such a new, like, frontier for me as a fan. I've never been a fan of a team – that was good at defense. Yeah, we haven't either. Yeah. (laughs) We understand, like, dude, all the Cavs teams were not, like, you know, I mean, that maybe mediocre at best or, like, average, but not, like, we had good defenders on the team, but not overall team defense.
0: Yeah, Um, Jared Allen's a wonderful defender. He locks it down in the paint. And Colin Sexton on the perimeter, like, Isaac Okoro, like, you guys have a really, really good defensive team. And if all goes well, and you guys stay healthy, you guys are for sure a lock for the playoffs. Yeah, um, which
2: is yeah, it's, it's just, so much it's more nice.
3: fun watching a team that actually can play defense because again, would know.
0: So it's awesome.
3: Yeah, I mean that's the impact. I mean, in one year, we get right from right bottom the five game.
0: defense Creighton. to being top five. That's yeah, insane. Exactly. So let's uh let's talk about let's talk about that real quick. So you uh you're a fan of. Team defense. So let's move to a team that doesn't play a single lick of team defense. Okay. Let's talk about Portland. So obviously Portland has not met expectation. Yeah. We've we're dealing with injuries. Um, what's your take on the Blazers? Like as as someone who's not a fan, a diehard of Portland, what's your take? Yeah. What how do you view our team? Yeah. I mean, not, Portland,
1: not generally, or like more generally,
3: not like this season specifically, but sure. Sure. Generally. Well, I mean, Portland's always going to have like a special place in my heart, obviously, because it's the only other place I've ever lived. Um, and you know, I know so many people like you guys, um, and my brother-in-law and like a bunch of others who are like diehard Portland fans and Portland has a great fan base. That's one thing I will say is uh, totally agree Blazers fans are couldn't uh, agree more. They really love their team. Uh, but that being said, it's it sucks to see, um, kind of man, it's it's sad to see your team not be able to like fully be able to develop around Damian Lillard, um, to like capitalize on his prime. Um, that's kind of I mean, obviously, it's a front office mistakes and and issues there, yes, sir. And <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate <laughs> to just know that, I mean. And I hope you guys get it together, but at the current rate, if they don't make any moves and if they don't do anything, if they don't trade for anyone, if they don't do it, if they don't do anything, it's just going to fade away. And I mean, Dame's going to get older and you're going to have to just completely reset, which isn't a bad thing. It's good to kind of like, all right, this didn't work out. Enjoy the memories and move on.
0: But OK, so
1: thank you so, for your honesty. Yeah, thank you for your honesty. As I'm um, me and Owen are crying in the corner. <laughs> yeah, Wait, you, just said,
0: <laughs> you just said you just said um, if we don't make any moves. Um, so you're completely unbiased. You're not a fan of the Blazers. You've never been infected with NERC fever, which, by the way, was very, very, very brief. That yes, was, uh, I no longer have a temperature. I'm completely healthy. <laughs> I, I, I swear, you guys thought if Nurkic
3: was there, we'd win the finals. <laughs> 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 hey, Brian did say that mouth. if
0: Nurk was in in the series versus no, the Warriors, that, that we <laughs> might have been, you know, competing. But... <laughs> um, no, no, so anyway, you have an unbiased opinion. You're not connected yeah. to any of these players. What moves do you think need to be made to make us co- a competitive team? You guys need a forward bad. Who do you trade? Oh. What what moves do you make? Who do you go after? Like, hit me with it, bro. I mean,
3: unfortunately, right now, like, it feels like everyone's in a stalemate around the league. Like, John Wall's locked away in Houston. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Russell Westbrook
0: needs to get out of LA, but they're not. He ain't coming out. here. He's not. No, he's not. He <laughs> no. Um, Philly's GM uh, won't accept got, Ben Simmons for a trade got, for World Peace. Like nothing is. Like you got Ben. He Simmons, won't take anything. Like, <laughs> locked away in a
3: tower. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, like Rapunzel. <laughs>
3: So I think crazy. a player that would be really good for you guys that, honest, obviously it's like the sweepstakes. Like everyone, a lot of teams are trying to get him. Would be Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. I mean, I yeah. totally agree with he's you. He's super. He's young. He's really you. talented, and I think he hasn't been playing. I mean, he's he got injured, obviously, but he hasn't been playing as good as he was last year. I feel like, but that's just because of the role he has on the team and being in Detroit and just not. probably... Yeah, nobody probably, succeeds in Detroit yeah. of the last ten <laughs> years. So if. If you guys somehow like, I don't know if I honestly don't know if like your assets you guys have. If you have like draft picks or like trade. No, a we contract. don't because our GM <laughs> no, we gave probably not. goes away for Larry way. Nance
0: actually. Thank you for Larry Nance. That was a good Larry, Nance Jr. I yeah, okay Larry Nance Junior. So I would have been okay if we got Larry Nance. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well,
3: got, I don't know how to say his first name. Is it Anthony? Anthony Simons. Yeah, yes. Anfernee Simons. He's he's a bright. Star. He- pissed when we picked him up.
2: <laughs> yeah, no yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was on the phone with Brady when we drafted him and we were both furious. But yeah. But imagine, know, now,
3: like, you know, imagine, imagine a it. team with Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons and like, you know, young players actually draft I mean, do you have a pick in this year's draft? Like do you have a No do probably not. not. Unless, unless
0: we uh, Which we're next? gonna just play off, so Anyway. Have a pick. Yeah, we'll have a pick, but it'll be interesting because we'll probably trade it away you, know, you right. know well it's a the uh, portland thing to do who's your GM, yeah. though?
2: didn't you get fired
0: yeah bro it was yep. the best thing since sliced bread
2: <laughs> and then you're still
3: <laughs> doing the same things without him we actually Ray haven't and, done anything yeah, yeah, yeah we've done nothing correct that's, that's good yeah, that's true
0: well i'm going to yeah. i'm going to end this part of the set uh, the the show today but thomas you got something for us don't you
1: yeah i'm actually really excited we're going to start a new segment From uh, for the around the association episodes, and I want to call it a history lesson with Tomcat. And uh, I really started digging super deep into Cavs' history, and it actually is a perfect segue. um, You know, talking about how bad we have been with trading our picks and things like that. As I've looked into Cavs' history, there's some wild stuff that I've found. Um, through the, uh, the Cavaliers organization, um, one, um, in 1983, they actually tried to sell the team at one point, uh, to Toronto. Yep. Toronto um, Towers. They were going to be the Toronto Towers. Um, so that would have been, that would have been insane. Um, if yeah. that would have happened, you know, uh, a young Josiah would have never known the taste of victory. Never. Um, that would have been so sad. Because the um,
0: Indians still wouldn't know Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, also in uh, nineteen eighty four and nineteen eighty five, um, the Cavaliers was the first coaching job for George Carl. Fun fact. Well great, great coach. coach. Um, great coach. Yeah, no <laughs> for sure. Also, that guy sounds like he just like drinks like like cups full of gravel. <laughs> like that guy's voice sounds awful. Like him and, him and Doc two. Rivers. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it can't be worse than yeah Earth. him, him and Monster himself can <laughs> yeah. make a combo exactly. So. Um, also, um, the two thousand two two thousand three the post or the pre Lebron Cavs are considered one of the worst teams in NBA history. <laughs> um, they had a seventeen and sixty five season. Um, second to only their expansion um their expansion season. so with their first season in the league they lost, uh they only won fifteen games this season in two thousand two two thousand three they won seventeen so far. um Gross. and uh that's that's a point two uh percent win rate and in eighty two games, the team scored. 7,495 points while their opponent scored 8,284. Jeez. I did a little bit of math. I, 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 I channeled my inner Owen. And the <laughs> difference between that is 789 points. And if you divide that by 82 games, that's an average loss of almost 10 points a game. <coughs> Man. Sucks. Dog water. Uh, also, you had, you know, you had Ricky Davis um, no. <laughs> and... You had a Darius Miles. Shout out to one of Brady's favorite guys. Dude, I I love Let
0: Miles. me tell you something, he still, like, bro. Bump his head. What like, was gold, baby? Darius
1: Miles. Y'all were in 2003. I thought this was funny. 2002, 2003. Y'all were paying Darius Miles three three million two uh, two hundred sixty seven thousand dollars, and this man um averaged nine points, one block, and one steal that season, and he started. <laughs> And yes, somehow they look- thought it was okay to pay Mars 140. Exactly. Anyway, uh during that same season, same time, everything, the Houston Rockets were paying Yao Ming three million eight hundred and fifty. <laughs> <Whoa>. oh, <laughs> Only five hundred thousand no. dollars more in, in Yao Ming averaged thirteen points, thirteen rebounds, and two blocks. Yao Ming also averaged a, a double double and only made like five hundred thousand dollars more than Darius Miles. Jeez. Yeah. I thought that was, was hilarious. Um, was also, as we keep going down, I, I also didn't know this, but the uh, Cleveland held the NBA record for longest uh, or largest win margin in NBA history: sixty-eight points, one hundred forty-eight to eighty, over the Heat in nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, that was um, just broken. And it was so, just broken. Um, so it was held for 30 years. And uh, 30 years later, it was broken by the Grizzlies and Thunder to, in uh, 2021. And it was a 73-point
0: win margin, 152-79. <laughs> to 79.
3: That's that is, <laughs> got sad. It's, um I can't.
0: I can't. And then the Thunder went on to, like, win their next game, which is yes, so mind-blowing. Which was, which was
1: against
3: the Proud Lakers.
0: Proud of you guys. It was against Proud the Lakers.
1: Yeah, they had a lot to prove. <laughs> the Lakers. Um, also... <laughs> Uh, the Cavs they hold the NBA record for most first round picks um, they had um, they had 6 so 1971 1986 2003 2011 2013 and 2014 oh, first um, overall picks yes okay also uh, i started re- uh, researching some more and they're actually the um, owner of the of the Cavs Ted Stepien, in the yeah. in the 70s and 80s he he was such a bad owner yep. that the NBA created a rule um, called the Ted Stepien rule where a team cannot trade its first-round picks in consecutive years because Ted Stepien just decided to trade 83, 84, 85, and 86 first-round picks to try and just get players. Oh, it's so, and so bad. He, completely destroyed your guys' hopes in uh in the eighties. So literally after all of this stuff, the the NBA issued saying, Hey, you guys have to come to us before you guys make any major decisions. Like you guys are literal children making the dumbest choices ever. You have to talk to dad first. Dude, and honestly
3: you got if you have time to like look up like all the things Ted Stepien did to the Cavs, it's it's crazy thinking. Like I couldn't even imagine that happening today. Like in well, of day. yeah, well, it almost did,
0: but we fired <laughs> Neil O'Shea. So.
1: Um, so so getting into all of the draft picks and stuff like that, I'm i will move fast through this. But um, I started really seeing like some of the really bad trades you guys made and some yeah. really poor decisions that were made, and I just found this crazy that. Like what if anything changed? Where uh, Cleveland actually traded a player named Butch Lee in a 1982 first round to the Lakers for Don Ford in a 1980 round uh, first round. Okay. And that pick that they traded, that Cleveland traded to the Lakers, turned out to be James Worthy.
3: Jeez, a also bucket getter. in
1: that same, also in that same draft is you have Dominique Wilkins as well. There's and a so, name. So, so, you have Dominique and James Worthy. So they gave up they gave up um, their 82 first round and then next in 83, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they passed up Doc Rivers, but they traded their picks to Dallas which became 11th and Clyde Drexler was still on the board at that time. Get it.
3: So, yeah,
1: Cavs could have had Clyde Drexler in 1984. They traded and missed out on uh, seeing – in 1984, they traded and missed out on uh, Charles Barkley. And because they traded it to Dallas. Also, when they were still on the – when they were still making decisions, they passed on John Stockton. Oh, my – that's You're gross. just breaking this. So, so 83 decided not Cly- Clyde Drexler. 84 missed out on uh, Charles Barkley and John Stockton. 82, they missed out on James Worthy, Dominique. 85, you guys select Charles Oakley. Not a bad
3: choice. Charles, and then we trade him.
1: <laughs> but, of course, that was another Ted Stepien thing. <laughs> Traded the pick to Dallas. Yeah. Here's the player still on the board when Dallas had the choice. Carl Malone, Joe Dumars, and Terry Porter. Oh Malone. God. Y'all Carl- could have had Carl Malone. And then in 80- sucked, Here it. we go. And then John- in- <laughs> Yeah, y'all could have been Utah. Oh,
2: 86- 86.
1: Well, 86. You <laughs> traded your pick yet again to Dallas. And Dallas selected. <laughs> well, 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 here's the Dallas, deal too. Bro. Dallas picks, they still like did not pick good players. Like they were like all right, but they they also looked up, like looked over these players as well. So Dallas selected some guy named Roy Tarpley, and on the oh board God. still there was funny, Tarpley, dude. Was Ar, Ar, like. Ar, Arvidas Sabonis, um, Dennis Rodman, and Michael Jackson. Michael I just Jackson. thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, my, a guy named Michael Jackson, obviously awesome. not the real one, but I, I thought that was hilarious. Would have been bad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And then, of course, down uh, you get to the '96 draft, absolute iconic. You guys obviously pick up Ilgoskis, but you pick um, a young man named Patapinko. Patapinko. You pick him twelfth. Here's the name still on the board that you guys could have picked: uh, Peja Stojakovic, Steve Nash, and a young Kobe Bryant.
0: <laughs> so, i don't know if that would have worked out
1: you cut you guys could have had <laughs> kobe rodman carl Jeez. malone uh charles barkley and clyde drexler and james this, worthy this is depression um, we just missed out on but, everybody but let me tell you this this was february 24th 2011 probably one of the most important moments in Cavs history you guys traded jamario moon shout out um Mo Williams to the Los Angeles Clippers for Baron yep. Davis in a 2011 first-round draft pick. Tell me who they picked in 2011, Josiah? They picked Kyrie, Kyrie, Bergen. Kyrie Irving, yep. and literally changed the the landscape of what Cleveland would look like. And uh, that's so exactly. crazy to think that um, a trade that Mo Williams saved your life. um that's that's beautiful it's true and I think that's I think that's the beauty of of all of this stuff because obviously as Portland fans we know all about um terrible draft picks and we know all about making really dumb trades or trades way too late and all of these things so we know all about that that pain but um Josiah is there anything else you would want to say to the people before we let you go
3: Man, um don't give up on your team. <laughs> that's that's great. That was, I've seen that so was many beautiful. People, True words I've, I've so many joking. people like just hop on teams like you know, like teams in LA and stuff like that. <laughs> don't I know? <laughs> and when they win, you know, yeah, they're happy. But I mean, are they really happy? Does it really mean something to them? Yeah, it, it means Go more there. to
1: it means more to watch a team grow. And yeah. to, to be a part of that. Um so I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, so don't give up on your team, great.
3: stay loyal, and uh every loss makes it the eventual win feel better. And so uh, I totally agree. Um keep hoping, man. Keep hoping, keep watching and wait for that amazing day.
1: I uh I'll take that for myself, dude. That's I'm cry thinking about That's that. a prophetic <laughs> word for Portland. We just pray that over them right now. Um <laughs> With that, too, I I do want to say in in my deep dives, I just thought this was so freaking funny. Um, I was looking at, like, funny names in Cavs history, and obviously you guys have the most – it sounds like you guys had a circus. Like, you guys had freaking Campy, Bingo, Foots, World, (laughs) uh, Laterial was a guy's name. A guy had the nickname Booby Gibson. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this you just guy. Laughed at the word Booby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. You guys had ten guys with the last name Williams.
3: Yep. All the time.
1: But here's here's what I thought was so funny. Uh, I I just randomly saw you know w- when Drew Gooden was on the team. I uh. just clicked on him and basketball reference, and Drew Gooden. One of his nicknames, I had me rolling, and it's it's um they named it after like drew gooden's bad hairline and they called him Recede wallace (laughs) and it had me rolling this they were calling this guy Recede wallace and then it made me like look more into like funny nicknames in the nba and there was uh if you know the player tyler johnson uh i believe he plays for the nets uh they were he plays
0: for the Heat, doesn't he? Was... He played for yeah. the Heat. No, he Nags. does play he does play for the the Okay.
1: They somebody on Reddit was calling him Meth Curry. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: and I just uh anyway, uh the, dude NBA internet is unrivaled. Undefeated. undefeated. It's undefeated. Real. And quick, so, let, me yeah. just,
3: let me just say about Drew Gooden as a kid. I only knew him as the other guy on the Cavs in NBA Live with a headband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't LeBron. That I was trying to pass the ball to He in the way. <laughs> literally, my first experience with him. Oh man!
1: And that was him on the court, literally live as well, <laughs> passing um, the ball to LeBron. <laughs> so that that that's awesome. Hey, Josiah, thank you so much for coming on telling appreciate us you, about bro. your team we you, brother thank we so appreciate yeah. it so deeply um and thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you guys for listening to this awesome conversation with jet uh josiah about his team the cleveland cavaliers as always please uh <clears throat> please follow us on instagram uh follow us on facebook for more content even follow us on spotify and rate and review on apple Podcasts and New episodes are dropping the first and third of every month, and we're just so uh, we're so happy, so honored, and so humbled that you guys would be on this uh, journey with us. So, with saying that, may the resilience of the number seven and the spirit of seventy-seven be with you always. We're out of here. Thanks for listening to the Point Nine podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to stay up to date on all episodes. And if you like the show, please share it with your friends. It's our desire to create a community for fans of the league to interact, discuss, and share. So help us keep the conversations going on Instagram and Facebook at 9 podcasts Until next time.